And hello, what's up? I'm Crowley. Welcome to What's New Now, a podcast from X1039. I am joined by... Me, Aubrey. Hey, did you know Aubrey's a lizard person? I am. And a member of the Illuminati. Yes, so I am. So she's... Uh, yeah, don't make Aubrey mad. She <laughs> controls all kinds of stuff. So, <laughs> hey, we're talking musical conspiracy theories today. Yes. That's what I was getting at there. Uh, and boy... You know, you would have thought, like, with the whole Paul is dead, mm-hmm. being a walrus or whatever, uh, the number of 70s mus- musicians that died but maybe didn't actually die, you'd think mm-hmm. we would have run out of musical conspiracy <laughs> theories. But look at this here. You've got a full stack here. I do. And then I've got a couple of weird ones that I'm going to try not to ramble about too much, but I'm going to get into some weeds there. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, uh, we live in a day and age where truth is relative. Hard to tell what's true. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if you're really sitting here in the room with me, Aubrey. You could be an AI chatbot right here. I could be. You you could be a robot clone doing robot things. Yeah. (laughs) Drinking oil and... That's what's in my water bottle right now. Mm, my oil bottle. Sorry. D- delicious motor mm. oil. Mm, <laughs> ah. Conspiracy theories and music. Um, yes. I feel like especially listeners of our station can probably pick out one of these that we're going to go into and that we're probably going to do mm-hmm. first here. <laughs> involving UFOs, government yes. cover-ups, and a certain punk rock band. Yeah, so uh, I feel like any Blink fan probably knows about this. Tom DeLonge thinking Dude. the government is covering up aliens and tapping his phone. I didn't know they thought he was tapping. They were tapping his phone. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> Dude, is he? What's weird is, uh, and I I want you to kind of give some of the background on this, but didn't didn't he just like? spearhead some government <laughs> committee or something where he got assigned to like UA, UAF, whatever it, they're... Something um, like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he got something. So like he's being taken <laughs> seriously, but now he thinks... He is. Well, like this could be... I don't know what your stance is on aliens. I feel like there mm, could be I, life, some type of life sure. outside of Earth. Um, but he was basically saying... Three videos in particular, and the public didn't have any knowledge about these videos when he started talking about them. And then a couple years later, the government released these three videos. I remember those. And what he was talking about was true. So hmm. that, I feel like that gives him some cred. I honestly, for real, I, he's been pushing this for a lot of years, man. Yeah. I, that's one of the first things I remember about Blink-182, <laughs> learning about them is like, oh, yeah, but uh, Tom and the band, he's kind of weird about the aliens thing. <laughs> well, he's he, super into it. There's, there was a story that I found. Apparently, he camped on a secret base near Area 51, <laughs> and he made contact around <laughs> 3 a.m. <laughs> Okay, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Time will tell. (laughs) Yeah, here's the thing. I don't know if you want to hear my opinion about aliens. I'll try to make it really fast. (laughs) So I did watch a video a while back trying to refute the whole, well, gosh, it's such a big universe. There's got to be something out there. And using that as a sort of scientifically defensible position. But we have an absence of evidence. Mm -hmm. And in the absence, now, granted, the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. But (laughs) 
that doesn't mean well guaranteed aliens yeah like we have we have no data on it the only data we have is that we're the only living beings and mm-hmm. so there's a good chance there's a good chance i mean it seems unlikely but until we know something we don't know something this is true so what about you aubrey what do you think also i think it's like uh light speed restrictions it would be really not feasible to just send actual aliens <laughs> here they'd send drones or something so yeah that'd be the smart thing to do yeah so <laughs> what do you think aubrey I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird to me that he knew about these three videos before the public did. Mm-hmm. Um, I could also see, though, like him having contacts from like former military I people. Could, well, that's what he got this all from yeah. like military people. Because he's put himself out there as the UFO guy yes. and he's famous. He's going to get contacted. So it's not like he had to <laughs> yeah. hack it, hack into the NSA or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, one guy that people thought was an alien back in the 90s, at least, Billy Joe Armstrong with his blue hair. (laughs) Yeah, no. Okay, so this one, I didn't know about this one. This came from a a Reddit thread where a fan had written that they had overheard a security guard saying that Billy Joe Armstrong, after his shows, he leaves immediately and... There's a stand-in for him that stays to do meet and greets with the fans. <laughs> uh, you know, that's not a bad idea. It's not. If, if I were famous. I, it would be it would be a time saver, first off. Yeah. Maybe you got a headache after the show. Just go lie down. <laughs> Have the stand-in. Get in there. I mean... I feel like any real Green Day fan, like, Billy Joe has a pretty distinctive look. We've been looking at his face for 30-some years here. Well, so they they picked on that, actually. They were, like, there were these other fans who commented on the thread where they were, like, well, his teeth were crooked back in, like, this year, and then they were uncrooked. And I was, like, well, Well, there's dental work. And bro made a (laughs) crap ton of money. That's when you can finally do dental work. Exactly, exactly. And so, come on. Yeah, and they, they think that... The real Billy Joe and the fake Billy Joe have different voices that it's noticeable, but like. Huh. Okay. I'm going to need to see some video evidence or something here. <laughs> also, the idea of you heard something from a security guard and you're going to. Yeah, there like, was there was one rational fan who was like, maybe the security guard just wanted to leave early. And he was saying it was fake Billy Joe Armstrong. Right. Or was talking about something else or. Yeah. I mean, it's like that old Lewis Black bit. Like, if it weren't for my horse, I wouldn't have spent that year in college. You don't know what the security guard was talking about. <laughs> I know. Court of public opinion, that's just hearsay. Hearsay. Well, speaking of stand-ins, somebody that might have worked a little bit harder and didn't just find a guy that kind of looked like him. Yeah, this one I thought was interesting. And we know right now Fall Out Boy on fire right now. They released that new album. They're going on tour And this is basically, I remember when this came out, Pete Wentz died and was cloned. And so we are living currently with his clone. Um, (laughs) So all this time we've had cloning. It's been hidden. We grand, we clone the sheep (laughs) and stuff. And the one time we use the cloning. The one time science says, okay, yeah, let's pull out the secret cloning stuff is to bring back Pete Wentz. <laughs> well, Pete Wentz and apparently Avril Lavigne, they think that there's a clone. I actually too. do remember the Avril Lavigne yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. And this this all stems from a YouTube video. 
And it was funny because Pete Wentz actually tweeted about it and was making fun of the video like, you know, I'm dead, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fans even went to say that like his, they compared the real Pete's tattoos to the fake Pete's tattoos. Oh, and I was like, how do you even do? Also, why? And tattoos <laughs> fade and you gain or lose weight. I know. They're they like, this one's lower than the other one. I was like, well, he's aged. So. <sighs> I mean, I guess this is sort of the problem with conspiracy theories is a proper conspiracy <laughs> would remove all the potential evidence. So yeah. you're just always working with nothing, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So come on, man. Clone me some John Lennon or something. No, he yeah. he had some bads. Uh, yeah. Beethoven, somebody give him his that. hearing back. Exactly. If we're going to do musicians, honestly. <laughs> How about this other one? I... I think, you know, it's interesting when we work in radio, it, it tends to keep you young. Mm -hmm. um, and I like to think it's just because we don't have real jobs and we just <laughs> have fun all day and we don't encounter serious responsibility mm -hmm. in a way that ages regular people who have kids and real jobs and stuff. <laughs> so it makes you wonder if Lord was in radio. Don't people think she isn't as young as, <laughs> yeah. as she is? There was this, um, this was kind of when she first found fame. They were like, she is very mature. She's very wise for her age. Mm. And so people were like, well, obviously she's older than she sa says she is. And also she could be a man and from Colorado. Oh, come on. And, and apparently. She's not. She's from Kansas City. That's why she wrote Royals <laughs> as a Kansas kid. It wasn't about royalty. It was about the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> No, they say that her name is actually Randy and that she's apparently a geologist. And this also, this got so much fire that South Park yeah. made a joke about it. Oh, now I'm remembering that episode. And yeah. Now, okay, I guess I didn't. First of all, the super creepy dude thing of telling young women that they are mature for their age. I know. Bad look, Not dude. about it. Bad She was look. really young, too. I think she she's younger than I am. I, I want to say this was around when she was 19. Yeah. The My thought on all that, anybody that ever says a woman is mature for her age <laughs> is just revealing they're actually incredibly an immature person. Please, please. <laughs> Sorry you weren't that advanced at 19 like other people. I know. Oh, yeah. It went as far as someone obtaining her birth certificate, and she was born in 1996. Oh, God, so. we have Lord Birthers now? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let's jump over to one that we will not be able to get into all the details yes. of, because I've read up on this one, and I don't remember most of it because there was so much. Yes, this one, this one made me laugh. I've heard this one before. Uh, it's basically saying that Andrew W.K. and Dave Grohl are the same person. Hmm, because <laughs> certainly Andrew K. W.K. did pop up shortly after the Foo Fighters started do, doing their thing. Yeah. So. And it always brings up that question. Everyone always says this when they think about this. Like, have you ever seen Dave and Andrew in the same room together? <laughs> There's a lot of celebrities <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen in the same room together. There's a lot of celebrities I haven't seen. Yeah, period. <laughs> Does every Do we need to get everybody into a room and figure out who isn't a clone? <laughs> Uh, this one goes a lot deeper, though, because it's really interesting because um, there's a belief that Andrew W.K. is not a person, but a project. <laughs> so this is another one where people think that there are stand-ins or if not stand-ins, just different dudes performing <laughs> as Andrew W.K. This one, I don't tend to believe, but I can see a little bit more reason behind it simply because... 
what Andrew WK does is almost on a theoretical level, right? Yeah. Where it does feel like more an overarching art project versus just a dude making music mm-hmm. um, in that it's he brings into it almost like this self-constructed philosophy and everything to where it feels like it's a cult or something <laughs> where he's always wearing the white shirt. He's got his uniform and everything. Um, but the same thing where people are comparing old and new pictures and stuff and saying, no, this I is know. a different person. But that also that Dave Grohl was behind this art project that a lot of other artists are involved <laughs> yeah. to. His alter ego or something. Yeah. And that it's essentially this, yeah, this this making heavy party music thing. It's just silly. Right? Interesting, interesting use of secrecy and like a massive conspiracy to just put out party bangers. Yeah, yeah, I know, know yeah. I mean? Whoa. So who do you think killed Kurt Cobain? Oh, God. I, this is <laughs> such a touchy subject because it really I know is. people are, they have their opinions yeah, on this. Yeah, this is an old one, but, yeah. and I'm going to roll in with my thoughts on it, but what do you think? Give it. <sighs> Honestly, I, I truly think it was drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And depression. Yeah. Dude was trying to kill himself over and over and over before this. Mm-hmm. He had just escaped out of rehab. Literally, like if I remember right, he climbed over the wall. Um, and this was like a week or two before. Like he he was having a bad time. It was pretty obvious that like it was leading towards that. But is it just me or does it feel like everybody threw down on Courtney Love in a kind of misogynistic manner. They do, and honestly, they still do. And they still do. Yeah. I'm here to defend Courtney Love. Can I go ahead and say that? <laughs> yes. Because everybody, I remember it to this day, like everybody was saying a hole only got famous because she was dating Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. That's a bunch of BS. Hole had been ascending for quite a while. If I remember right, Hole was a band longer than Nirvana was, mm-hmm. first of all. Secondly, dude... She's crazy talented. Yeah, the drugs came in, but uh, a lot of dudes in the industry did way more drugs and mm-hmm. much crazier stuff, and they took a fraction of the heat that Courtney did. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, she was an amazing actress. Have you ever seen um, The People vs. Larry Flint, Aubrey? No, I I'm not the one who usually sees movies. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I am that person here at the station. Um, well, she plays uh, an ex, a girlfriend of Larry Flint in the movie, and she is it is a devastating performance. She is mm. amazing in that. Um, I really feel like the tragedy of Courtney Love is not any sort of murder, but that that drugs took down somebody who was insanely talented. Yeah, it was it was clear to everybody who was watching the situation that that was coming. Mm-hmm. So, like, he didn't need anybody to murder him. Unfortunate. That said, it was Billy Corgan. <laughs> Billy Corgan, even though he, he always said Pumpkins were not a grunge band, he still wanted to be the 90s alt king. Oh, no. And so was him. Oh, no. <sighs> All right. Are you ready for the weird stuff, Aubrey? I'm ready. You gave me a 30-minute speech I before. Did, and I can't go for 30 minutes here. I really want to. Because um, I wanted to bring in my own. You you came to me. I did. With multiple conspiracies. And I'm like, okay, I can add in Kurt Cobain in there. And then I have this really dumb one. That you're just... Well, I feel like out of all of these, this one has like scientific... This one is This one is very much based in history. It's not even really a conspiracy theory. So, 
Uh, if we have time, I'll get to the second thing. But the first one, 440A versus 432A. <laughs> now, you might have seen some of these YouTube videos professing uh, this new tuning system. It's not even a tuning system. It's just a slightly different tuning uh, for notes. This is a long story. Um, but I'll try to condense it as much as I can for the longest time. So notes are frequencies, right? Mm -hmm. They vibrate at a certain number of times per second. That's mm -hmm. what makes that note. There had been no real standardization in music for a long time. I think it, it was in the past century. Um, that it, uh, maybe late 19th century is when they first started talking about it. I think, yeah, because originally they had looked uh, at a 435A. 435 hertz. Um, and eventually it moved up to 440. Verdi, the guy who wrote opera, is very much against a higher A. This is just a side note. Because um, <laughs> he wanted to preserve his singers' voices. I like that little bit. I like that. Um, but somewhere in the last century, um, it was standardized so that the music you hear on one album is essentially in tune with another album to keep notes the same. It was decided essentially arbitrarily to move A up to 440 hertz. Now, there's a claim lately, um, it's been popping up over the last few years, that there is something inherently better about using 432 hertz as mm. your central A. A is kind of the um, just a, a good convenient middle point to attach yeah. your frequencies to. Now, 440A versus 432A. We're going to play a chord here. It, this is not a great example because when you hear the two of them together, you're going to hear <laughs> the 432 is slightly flat because the pitch is moving slightly slower. That's going to create a lower sound, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to listen to them here, and then I'm going to go into another thing that is a little bit more impactful, I think. Um, but right here, A major chord, 440 hertz. Let's listen to this right here. Okay. Cool. Nothing crazy about it there. Now, I'm going to give you a second. Just want to let a little palate cleanser here. Now, let's hear 432A. <laughs> now, it sounds kind of bad since you still have that 440A in your head, it does. doesn't it? It, yeah. did, it didn't sound as bad as when you played it like in a row for me. Yeah, I gave it a little bit of a pause. Now, weirdly, I always thought this one was BS, but apparently there is a study out there saying that 432A hurts. Uh, as your as your your center point in your in your tuning mm -hmm. actually lowers people's heart rates more than music in 440 hertz a I feel like I could believe that now you could see that as like resonant frequencies if you're simply working with what's essentially a slower frequency mm -hmm. that could have a sort of like pairing effect with your heart to allow it to <laughs> slow down a little bit I guess but this was like it was a small study and there's been no fuller examination mm -hmm. of it so that's still the jury is still far out on that there's that but the other one that gets covered up a lot that does feel like a conspiracy <laughs> theory to me is uh, well temperament versus equal temperament mm -hmm. well temperament otherwise known as just intonation Bach Invented the well-tempered clavier, which essentially led to the piano, right? Yeah. Now, what this was, uh, why it was a big invention, was because before this time, nobody really played chromatic scales, which is every half step. You hear a regular C scale, da 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 da. da mm -hmm. um, that's missing a lot of notes in it. You're missing, like, say, a lot of the black keys yeah. on a piano. Um, you generally wouldn't use a lot of those notes. Um, you didn't have to. You would play in a scale. Now, in just temperament, which is the really old style, 
um, you would generally, in an instrument, you'd only play in one key at a time because when you look at the way scales are constructed and everything, um, it's very mathematical mm-hmm. um, and it's based in fractions. So say your fifth, a perfect fifth is three over two, 1.5 yeah. times the frequency of your bottom note. So if you're going to go C to a G, your G, I'm not going to do the math here, but your G is going to be 1.5 times the frequency of your C. Now that works if you're only playing in C, but if you want to play in other scales, in other keys, if you try to use those same frequencies of notes, it's going to sound bad. I'm not going to get into that here. What Bach did was to make every note slightly wrong, (laughs) but just inside enough that you wouldn't really notice. And it really was crazy to be able to sit down and play in any key Mm -hmm. on on what would eventually become the piano. That said, what we really miss out on are perfect harmonies. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they don't exist anymore. And in fact, some of these older tunings and stuff are starting to come back in fashion a little bit more. But generally, you can hear this sort of thing just from barbershop harmony. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. like when you hear those that harmony in barbershop, barbershop quartets, it sounds better than regular music, right? Yeah. Doesn't it? There's something about it. That's because they're generally singing in that original well temperament just intonation (laughs) now this is where i want to play you equal temperament 440a i'm going to play it again here um and then we're going to pair it uh compare it to well temperament it's a lot more noticeable when you listen to whole songs and stuff but really pull the earwax out of your ears and see if you can (laughs) pick this up here here's the equal temperament a okay that's fine Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you're going to be able to pick this up, but the third on this, the middle note, is a little bit more perfect. That's well temperament right yeah, there. It's it sounds really more full. Too. A little bit, right? It sounds, there's just a tiny bit less dissonance in mm-hmm. there. But basically to accommodate piano players. And <laughs> it really does make it easier for every single musician in the world to work by the system, but if you're willing to put in the work, the original just intonation really does create more perfect harmonies. And to me, that's the big conspiracy theory that was out in the open, (laughs) is let's reject this more perfect thing for this easier thing here for everybody else. Why not? I'm lazy too, I get it. (laughs) Okay, I don't know how so. Oh, long I went there, but I think I'm gonna gonna wrap it up right there. We gonna wrap it up. Yeah, because that said, as a musician myself, I will occasionally play around with just intonation and some different tunings and stuff. Mm-hmm. That also leads to microtones and non-European music. And so it's just, it's really satisfying and it's a great learning experience. So I hope if anybody catches those stupid ass Delta <laughs> Frequency YouTube ambient music videos, yeah, I hope this inspires you to learn a little bit more here. But... Yeah, I think we just disproved most of these conspiracy theories. We here. did. They got they were silly at first and then got really serious in the end. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming to my TED talk about musical <laughs> theories here. Aubrey, thanks for letting me deliver this here when you came up with the idea for conspiracy theories. So thanks for letting me hijack this thing here. I to, like it. I like it. For a little music theory lesson here. So all right, well, that's this episode of X1039's What's New Now. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. Um, If you're enjoying it, make sure that you subscribe so you know when we put out new episodes. Um, If you see it on socials, maybe comment on it. It helps us boost our exposure. Maybe like it. Share with Uh, your friends. Share with your your grandma. Share it with your enemies, too. Yes. Um, Share it with random strangers, (laughs) whoever else. Overshare. 
get your <laughs> grab your coworkers, the ones you normally force to watch YouTube videos. Yes. And as you watch their face to see if they react uh, correctly, mm-hmm. force them to listen to this. And they won't be as tired as when you make them watch strong bad videos. Aubrey, thanks for joining me here. Thanks for the conspiracy theory talk and uh, uh once we get out of custody from yeah. the cia we'll be back right. with another episode next week